There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to One Up Delivered Through the AI Podcast channel. It's me, Guy, your host as usual, joined by Carl. How are you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I've been fine all day, and then it came to do the podcast, and I caught the case of the yawns. So if I yawn through the podcast, it's not because I'm being a prick. It's just it just happened for some reason. Uh, but uh, how how are you, Carl? It's been well. Is E three the last one we did? Must have been. It is. Yeah, we you know we had good intentions, but um, I, I think we we both were busy with with different things. And to be honest, there wasn't a massive amount to talk about. I think we we might have missed. Uh, a Nintendo Direct and some Pokemon oh. news, but that was, that was about it. Um, so there, there hasn't been. Uh, we haven't missed too much, so we, I, I can't say people have missed out on on that much. But we're we're back now, and and hopefully we can be semi regular. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, well, maybe, maybe not. So maybe the podcast gets delayed to twenty twenty two, like every other bloody game as well. <laughs> Uh dear, but uh, I mean, we normally save it at the end, but seeing as it's been a couple of weeks and there's not been too much news, I mean, you've been playing out recently, I know you've been busy, but anything? Yeah, um, after kind of not gaming for much for a few weeks, aside from my kind of weekly session of Final Fantasy fourteen, I've gotten a bit more back into it of late, um, I actually even finished a game, I, I played through um, Sea of Solitude, over a couple of days, it was a nice, in, interesting game. You know, it's it's uh, the EA one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of the those kind of EA indies, if if you if you want to put it that way. You know, they're kind of the, mm-hmm. came from an indie studio, but published by EA. Um, you know, it's it's very much your your standard walking simulator for the most part, but like it's it's uh, interesting art style and an interesting story going on. Um, I mean, the voice acting is a bit strange in that it's, I think it's kind of one of those where they kind of have people from the studio doing the voices because some very heavy accents on. You can tell they didn't <laughs> go and hire some uh, natural English-speaking voice actors, but it wasn't too bad in, in that sense. Um, I also started into the medium, you know, curious about the um, hmm. 
Xbox exclusive that's not going to be an Xbox exclusive much longer. It's mm. it's a decent um horror, survival horror game. I actually also gave um Blair Witch product a try because that's leaving uh Game Pass soon and obviously that's another uh game from the same team, Blooper team. And Blair Witch is very very generic and hard to play i think medium is a massive step up on that based on, on what i've played so far and another than that uh, my girlfriend and i have been playing river city girls uh so just a bit of mindless beat em up co-op fun so that's that's been good crack uh how about you guy what have you been playing lately um a couple things from me i i recently bought chivalry or chivalry 2 so just a big it's not even a battle royale, but it's just a big fucking melee war game. It's just mindless fun, really. It's no all all luck, no skill on that game. You just you just literally just bash buttons till someone's head comes off. It's great. It's like four. It's like four honor, but without the skill. <laughs> um, and uh, I finally dipped into Hades, which came into Game Pass during our little hiatus there, and. You can really see why it got all all them awards. It it's addicting. I mean, I really struggled to get into single player games outside of the Mass Effect trilogy, um, a Legendary Edition, I should say. And even then, I haven't fin- I haven't finished three yet. Um, but Hades just grabbed me. It, it it it's addicting. There's little characters it's like it. Them type of games you don't expect a narrative, but it just does it as characters you like, as characters you don't like. It's got a story. It's just, it's so detailed for a game that you'd expect you'd probably play once and be like, yeah, that was good, never again. Um, but it, it really isn't. It, it's just, it's a class game. It really is. Yeah, I've heard great things. It's it's certainly on my list, and particularly because, I mean, it's on Game Pass anyway, so exactly. it's there and easy, easily accessible. Um, I know you were saying as well uh, recently on on WhatsApp that you've been playing Splitgate. I mean, I'm, I've been really oh, intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah, I have as well. I have, I have, I have. Um, I'll do a sales pitch. Do you like Halo? Yes. Do you remember when Halo was good? Vaguely. <laughs> uh, do you want to experience that feeling again of childhood Halo days? be a, a nostalgia trip exactly now go play Spitgate because that's what it is <laughs> it is Halo with Paul like I've never played Paul it makes me want to play Paul but yeah it, it really it really is it's it's classic Halo multiplayer with it's own twist with the with the uh, teleporting and stuff like that um, we're, we're covering Gamescom here it, it got a little feature um, but the demand from it, maybe it's more due to the fact that all the big games are kind of failing, but Splitgate's got got some great traction. Uh, it is it is just fun. It's addicting fun. It's an easy game to play. Um, I think they've just in, added like Infected and stuff like that, so people who used to play, well, Halo, Time Splitters and stuff like that, remember how fun Infected was. Um, I'm, I haven't been on Infected yet on it, but it it is. It's like a throwback to... to Halo Three and Halo Reach when, well, before when Bungie had it, uh, but yeah, it, it's a great game and it's not even fully out yet. But as a beta, and endless fun. Give it, give it a try. I, I'm pretty sure it's on. 
all uh, platforms and stuff like that. But yeah, if, if you want a, a, a first-person shooter that isn't stale like COD or hard like Apex, but it's probably one to give a go. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I've had it on my eye on it for a couple of weeks now, so I think I'll have to, to give in and download it. Surprised you haven't played Portal. You need to get on those games. I'd, I'd say they're like a pound on Steam at this <laughs> point. They're well worth the play. Like to to uh to two must play games, and then they don't take too long to finish. I'll have a look. Um, yeah. So clearly we've we've both been playing a a lot lately. So we're probably in the the right frame of of mind to to look at some new games. Yeah, and before we do that, we'll get into the news. I mean, speaking of new games, we might get a new Amazon delivery <laughs> simulator. Uh, Death Stranding sequel is reportedly in negotiations. Do you want to take us through this one, Cal? Yeah, so this story comes from Vicky Blake over at Eurogamer, and Vicky writes, Death Stranding and The Walking Dead star Norman Reedus has reportedly confirmed that a Death Stranding sequel is, quote, in negotiations, end quote. Though Reedus didn't give too much in the Portuguese interview, and auto-translations can sometimes be inaccurate, meaning we can only take this as a rumor for now, IGM Brazil reports he said he, quote, thinks, end quote, a second Death Stranding is on the way. Quote, I think we're doing a second Death Stranding, end quote. Quote, Death Stranding 2 is in negotiations right now, so yay. Readers reportedly said to journalists at a recent The Walking Dead roundtable. And you can get the full story over at Eurogamer. So, are you surprised at all, Guy, that we're getting more Death Stranding? Um, not really. I, mean, I don't think either of us have played it. That's the problem. Um, it's one because I've never really been like I've been intrigued by Kojima games, but I never really grew up playing Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that. So I've never been. Um, I don't know. I've never had that game where I fall, fell in love with uh, with Kojima stuff. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me because it seemed to be. <sighs> I don't know about a smash hit, but it seemed to get its own cult following. And there's been rumours about um, Kojima doing a game for Xbox and stuff like that. But maybe it's it. Maybe if he ha- if he has multiple projects on the go, if the Xbox One is true, maybe it's easier to do a sequel than uh, a new idea. Because I mean, you, you, his newest game is <laughs> is Amazon delivery with black goo enemies. So yeah, it's. Uh, He's an inventive man, so it might be easier doing a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I, I was somewhat surprised, as you said, I haven't um, played it myself as yet. I had all intentions of playing it, having picked it up, but then they announced the director's cut uh, back at um, E3, and then I thought I may as well wait for that and play that instead. Um, but it just seems from the outset like that the, the kind of game that would be one and done, you know, particularly when you consider that Kojima seemed to be bored of doing sequels over and over and like he wanted to get out and try a, a few different kinds of projects. So I'm surprised in that sense. And also, as you pointed out, there obviously is the rumors of working on something for Xbox. There's also that whole... Um, 
saga going on online that people think might be related to uh, Kojima working on a, a Silent Hills game that's been d- developed by a partnership between Sony and Kojima. But obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that more when we finally figure out what's going on with that. Um, so for that reason, I would have thought maybe he had his hands full, but clearly not. And I suppose given how much of a cult hit Death Stranding is, I'm not sure maybe it was the commercial hit that, that Sony would have hoped, but uh, nonetheless, obviously, it's it's definitely has its fans, just, just like Metal Gear, obviously, just on a smaller scale. And it'll be interesting though to see, do you reckon it's going to be another PlayStation exclusive, or could this be one that makes its way to Xbox? I'd, I'd guess Sony exclusive, I think. Well, eh, because I was going to say, would you put an, would you put a sequel on something exclusive? But the Xbox are doing it with um, what's it bloody called? Firefly game. Mm. What's it called? Uh, Fallout in Space. Fallout in Space. Starfield. Out, outer Worlds. Oh, Outer Worlds. Oh. Yeah, okay. but I don't. It, we well, we don't know the details at all of that, do we? Yeah, it might be a soft reboot or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd get, I'd guess. I think he, he's so synonymous with with. The PlayStation console, I think. Something that started off as an exclusive. I know Metal Gear Solid eventually ended up over on Xbox, but it was the latter ones, wasn't it? Um but yeah, I think I think Death Stranding out probably probably just keep it on uh, on PlayStation because could you imagine if you've not played the first game of a Kojima game and then jumping directly into a sequel without no idea in a world where you're an Amazon delivery driver who fights invisible monsters. That is a fair point. And random celebrity cameos. It'd be a tough one to jump into, I think. I think so. I think you definitely need some uh, some backstory there. <laughs> yeah. And even then, you're probably going to be confused. It'd be sort of like watching the third Matrix movie, having not watched the first two. Yeah. Your only backstory is watching the uh, the scene where he's got all the screens in front of him with the old dudes. Yeah. Uh, Christ. Yeah, that would be painful. Uh, but um, we'll move on to our next story. Uh, and this might be one for more of a debate than the news story itself, but Steam's two-hour refund policy leads to indie developer quitting, the game, quitting game development. Uh, I'll take us through this one. You wrote this from Eurogamer from. Oh, why did I do this? Ishrak Subhan? Let's go with that. I think it's a good one, yeah. Yeah. A new debate has erupted surrounding Steam's two hour fund refund policy. If you weren't aware, Steam offers a refund for all game purchases, no questions asked, as long as your playtime is less than two hours and it's within two weeks of purchase. It's a pro-consumer policy or a cost-effective way to reduce the numbers of service staff, depending on who you ask. That's in brackets. And the two-hour playtime threshold is is intended to stop less trustworthy consumers from exploiting it. Most AAA 
games easily exceed the two-hour length. Looking at you, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, small indie games with short stories can fall short. This potentially leads to a situation where players can finish a game and return it within two hours. That's the exact situation faced by indie developer Amica Games, who recently uh, recently released Summer of 58, a psychological thriller that received an overall rating of very positive on Steam. Unfortunately, the game can be completed in about 90 minutes, which leaves plenty of time for players to exploit Steam's refund policy. In a statement post on Twitter, the developer said they are leaving game development and referenced that they aren't earning enough to develop more games because of the high amount of refunds. Now, Carl, I mean, this seems like an easy fix just by don't have a blanket refund policy, but, I mean, it opens up the debate whether consoles should have a set refund policy, but there's always exploits to things like this, but it, it does seem a bit daft that some indie games can be finished within that time. Surely you just go... Well, surely Steam should have a system where this game is shorter than two hours. Please don't have a refund policy on this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's often been discussion um, on this two-hour trial in the past, and I think largely people's opinions on it are, are positive, and a lot of people would call for Sony and Microsoft to add a, a similar system, you know, even if it's just a 90-minute trial or even a 60-minute trial, just so you can try a game out and, and see if it's broken. Uh, it's probably important in this day day and age. And also to see, obviously, if, it, if it's for you. Um, but clearly there are games, particularly these days, that, that are... Post, some of, especially the games are more of an experience than a game and they can be very short I, re- I remember there was one I played through on the Switch uh, last year and the name of it escapes me but um, effectively it was only about an hour and a half long and obviously a game like that isn't going to work for this trial because people are just going to buy it complete it, refund it. And that's not fair on the developers. I mean, it's it's an exploit. So you think that Steam would instigate something possibly during certification. So obviously when a, a game applies to, to be hosted on, on Steam, that they can input a request, you know, to, to have that trial either removed or lowered for their game because their, their game is shorter so you you could say maybe for our game we only want to give a 15 minute trial or whatever the case might be i mean there has to be some fix on steam's end because it it is ridiculous with these games because especially when one of these experiences and these shorter titles is a good game it quickly gains traction you know podcasts are talking about it youtubers are talking about it streamers might stream it although i'm not sure I'd want to watch someone stream a two-hour game and then play it myself, but they're going to get popular, and then people are going to learn, oh, this game's only an hour long. They're just going to download it, refund it, get their money back. So they have to sort this out, surely. Yeah, and it seems like such an easy fix. So hopefully, well, hopefully they fix it, and then that uh, Amica Games can get back into game development because... It's just a, it's just a crap way 
to be treated, really. I mean, for a budding career to be screwed over by a Steam policy that very fixable. It's a bit, it's a bit annoying, really. But what, what, what do you? I, I'm not sure what the refund policy is on, is on PlayStation, but on Xbox, you you fill out a form and you can tend to BS your way into a into a refund. Oh, that's my experience of it, unless I've bought stuff on a sale. Um, but yeah, I think I've only like refunded like Fallout seventy six when I pre ordered it and, and and stuff like that, and games when my mates ended up getting it at the same time I have uh, when we game share. But yeah, um, what what I mean, firstly, what's PlayStation's refund policy like? And you'd imagine something similar would make sense for both of them. Yeah, um, I mean, I've never actually refunded a game on PlayStation, although maybe a couple times I've I've been tempted, but. Uh, they would usually be with games that are only picked up for a few euro in sales anyway. But I gather by reputation that it's it's a little stricter than Xbox would be because I know um, particularly with um, Cyberpunk, um, obviously, you know, probably the, the most refunded mm-hmm. game in recent history that had, um, uh, originally people had to kind of jump true hoops with Sony to get their money back mm. until they finally when they removed the game from the store then they started offering refunds more loosely um so i think you know Sony probably the the hardest of all platforms to get a refund but i'm not, I'm not too sure on Nintendo though so don't quote me on that but i i do gather that Xbox is is that bit more easy going when it comes to refunds but I, I i think this trial i said obviously you know steam need to work it out as far as the shorter games but i think in general it's a nice idea and i i do think the other platforms should should look into offering something similar um because you know not every game gets a demo if they have a demo that's different but when they don't have a demo and there's so many games these days like i I look through stores and I'm like, you know, what should I buy? What shouldn't I buy? And, you know, time short, games are plenty. It'd be nice to just be able to have a try of something, see whether I like it or not, and then try something else. Obviously, Game Pass allows us to try, you know, uh, games that are on Game Pass. We can try them out and we don't feel obliged to play them. But if you pay full whack for a game and you're going to feel some pressure to play through that game because you paid for it. You might not necessarily want to. So I think a trial would, would be a trial system would be welcome on, on both Xbox and PlayStation and, and indeed Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that he's looking at really. Um, but we'll move on to why we're here. Um, Gamescom. And we've got free, uh, Events? What's the word I'm looking for? Conferences. Showcases. Showcases, that's what I'm looking for. Showcases to talk about. We are going to skip basically one of them. And Carl's going to focus on the other one because I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, but Xbox, uh, well, Microsoft, Bethesda, Carl, uh, you suffered through this. Everyone said it was shit on Twitter and you said it was shit to me. I didn't watch it because, well, the only big news was obviously coming on the event. Um, the day after in opening night live, but I, I mean, even from the notes you've put down here, not much looks too interesting. And, and the bits and bobs I've looked on on Twitter, 
yeah, it's stuff we've seen and it's stuff that's not really coming anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft and and Bethesda knocked it out of the park at E3. Like, it was such a high-quality showcase. It was just game after game, so many new games, so many games we wanted to see. Like, it it was quite possibly the highlight of E3. And then they come to Gamescom, and and for a long time, you know, before even before they abandoned E3, Sony abandoned Gamescom, but Microsoft have stayed there, and it's almost like their attitude is, oh, we have to have something for Gamescom, because, you know, we we got the kudos for sticking with these showcases while Sony have moved away, and it just felt so forced. I mean, we barely saw anything new i mean i enjoyed it it opened up obviously with the the trailer a new kind of extended gameplay trailer for dying light 2 which looked really cool but i mean then it just went downhill from there you know they were they had a lot of people on stage they were talking about i remember flight simulator for a long time and you know, every second game, it seemed like they had to get like a developer on stage to talk about it. And often it felt like they were talking about nothing, uh, which is, is difficult. Um, I mean, they like it, Age of Empires 4, they had this like little history piece about <laughs> trebuchets. <laughs> and then we had a developer on stage talking for a while. And then we had a very short trailer for the game. Like it just seemed like they were just scrapping around for content to to make a an hour long showcase when they just really could have just thrown a few games into opening night live and that would have ticked the boxes because that's what that's what Sony did and that was fine and it was just so so forced and it's just a shame that after such such a hit of a showcase at E3 that they put this out here because it just felt like they didn't respect people's time. I feel like my time wasn't respected (laughs) having to sit through this. You know, if if I hadn't had to do it for the podcast, I probably would have turned it off after about 10 minutes because it just, like there was, there was no reason to watch this. Like I, I got nothing out of it. I think the, the, as I said, the dying light Two gameplay and the kind of Game Pass sizzle reel were about all that I felt was worthwhile here. Like otherwise, it was a a complete waste of time. Yeah, I mean, from from the bits and bobs I've seen and the notes you've done here, I mean, the only newsworthy stuff is the Gunks coming out September, um, which is the one way. Well, you you've got like a Hoover on your arm and you. Stuck when you suck up gunk, that's pretty much it. That's uh, that we got Forza gameplay, didn't we? But hey, it's people driving about, it looks pretty. Um, first, we got a, a Forza controller, and th- this controller got like a ridiculously long teaser. And I, I thought, is this all they're gonna show? And they did <laughs> eventually show some gameplay as well, but I literally thought we were, we were ending the thing with a, a Forza. Horizon 5 controller and that that probably would have summed things up to be honest. I, I think if that if that was the case I don't think you'd be doing this podcast right now you would have told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Probably, I mean, Stray Blade looked all right, um, but I think that's early-ish development, isn't it? So we'll see what that is at a later date properly. Um, Crusader Kings 3, I don't think we got much detail, but that is a very highly thought of um, strategy uh, civilization type game, isn't it? And that's coming to console and coming to Xbox and coming to Game Pass Day, whenever that, whenever that gets the console release. But that, that I mean... Crusader Kings three and we got barely any data. That's probably my main takeaway from from a conference. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, it's they've they've adapted it uh, to work well on on controllers, and I mean, there's been a lot of will they won't they over Age of Empires four lately, um, because mm. obviously you could you can plug in a mouse and keyboard to your Xbox, but they have to when they're porting a game over they have to consider those who won't want to use a mouse and keyboard and will want to use their controllers so they can't simply do that but i i think it's interesting to see crusader kings 3 kind of leading the way in that sense and could it open the floodgates for a lot more rts games to find their way to xbox and it'd make a lot of sense with with uh, Game Pass, because they could have it on both. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens there, particularly with Age of Empires 4. Yeah, I think everyone our age loves loves Age of Empires, so I, I doubt my laptop could play it, because it just about plays Football Manager. <laughs> um, but yeah. my, my laptop can barely open File Explorer yeah. at the minute. It's, it's literally on its last leg. So I think if I tried to, to load up Age of Empires 4, my laptop would just burst into flames yeah. and I'd have to fling it out the windows. I'm, I'm not going to risk that. So, <laughs> you know, I, I hope, and I don't want to invest in a gaming laptop, so I hope that Age of Empires 4 will make, make its way to Xbox and I could just plug in my mouse and keyboard into yeah. to my xbox and work away from there that'd do me nicely um but we'll move over to opening night live unless there's anything you want to be depressed about watching the xbox conference no i mean all i'd say is please microsoft you know realize you don't have to be at every event if you don't have to say any anything to say just don't try to say anything. Just just stay quiet and wait for the next event. That that would be my advice to them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we'll go on to opening night live. We'll start with the pre-show. I mean, I, I didn't watch that because I watched this just before the podcast and I was trying to save time. So the pre-show got binned off. But any anything out of these uh, few games? I mean, Bus Simulator 21 is, is catching the eye. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a really cool trailer. The way they they did up the the bus uh, in game to to be basically a living advertisement for opening night live and kind of simulated it driving to to the event. It's like Brexit uh, all over again. Maximum points for for creativity. Um, I mean, nobody saves the world. Looks cool. I mean, I'm a big drink box fan. Big fan of uh, Severed and Guacamole. So. I'll be definitely checking that out. Um, Disappointing 9 to 5 is not some adaptation of the, the Dolly Parton song. It's just a, a tactical shooter that looks like it's quite generic. Um, And we saw House of Ashes again, which, even though I'm a big Supermassive fan, seemed a little pointless given the amount of coverage. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That came out at E3. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just... The pre-show just felt like a, a way to, to shove a few more games in that might not have made it into the main show otherwise. So it's it's nice to see some of these games getting um can getting their time in the spotlight. Yeah, that's usually what pre-shows are for, aren't there? There's not too much there. Uh, we'll get into the main show. Maybe we'll go through each game. Maybe we'll just go through the ones that interest us next in the list. But we do have to start with Saints Row which has kind of been a franchise that's been, not probably dormant's the right word, but it's not been too long since the last um, Saints Row game. We obviously got Saints Row the third, was it earlier this year? Feels like it was earlier this year when that got re- uh, remastered. Yeah, um, something like that. I think it was recently enough. I, yeah. I think it was either last year or this year. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Saints Row getting a, I think they've called it a soft reboot. Um yeah, it didn't grab me, considering I love Central 1 to 3. That's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I mean, I've played through the first four Central. I think I've played them all. Um, from from my recollection, maybe I missed the fourth one. I'm not 100%, but I definitely played the first three and really enjoyed them, particularly the first two. And I was kind of looking forward to more Sintro because, you know, we don't know what's happening with GTA. It sounds like GTA 6 is still a few years off. And even when it comes out, it might not be much of a single player game, which would be very disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that Sintro gives us that sandbox game in a single player sense. So I, I was looking forward to this, but the trailer didn't do much for me. You know, it, it, it feels like they're stuck somewhere halfway between, you know, Saintro 1, which is obviously more of a direct GTA clone, let's say, and the latter Saintro, which got a bit bizarre. So it feels like this is 
trying to nestle somewhere in between the two approaches. Um, but it, it it just probably didn't help that we didn't see much gameplay. Maybe when we see gameplay, we'll we'll have a different take on it. As a, I am a big fan of the series mm. and, a, and a fan of the studio Volition, so I'll, I'm not going to give up on this one quite yet. But I I think I need to see more. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat. I mean, I say it didn't grab me, but we got what five seconds of someone shooting a car in gameplay, and the rest of it was just a CGI trailer, wasn't it? So it'll be interesting to see. Um, next up, Midnight Suns, which was the Marvel uh, XCOM type thing. Um, we get to see... Is it tomorrow we get to see gameplay or is it two days? Uh, but Two se- days, September 1st. Two days, September 1st. Um, we get gameplay of this, but this was teased... Well, this was this was rumoured to get uh, be there for E3. Um, but it's, it got obviously put back to, to Gamescom. But, I mean, we didn't see too much and the details are a bit sparse. But there's the certain people who love Xbox, eh, Xbox, XCOM type games and having one that's got the Marvel tag with with unique characters and you can make your own character by the sounds of it. It, it, it should grab an audience. Yeah, I think that this one would be big. I mean, we talked about it, as you said, when we previewed E3 way back when and it, it didn't show up at e3 but we finally got it now and i mean that the xbox or the x xbox xcom series you know it certainly has its fans i mean i'd count myself among them i've never finished one because quite frankly those games kick my ass um so i'll be hoping that this one is maybe dialed down slightly from the xcom xcom difficulty so i can get into it and, and have a chance of finishing it um I'd, I'd expect it would be because I think the permadeath from XCOM doesn't quite make sense here when you're dealing with superheroes. So fingers crossed that that'll be that little bit easier and it'll be a little bit te- less tense because you know when you get kind of to a certain stage in XCOM, you are sweating it because you you almost feel like your life's on the line, not just your little characters on screen. So uh, as I said, I'll be hoping this one's a. L- Little less difficult, um, but but still has, you know, the kind of what you expect from XCOM in in terms of quality. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing the gameplay on on September first and seeing what this one's all about. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, COD Vanguard. I, I, I've looked a bit of the multiplayer and it, it didn't look too good, but. When there's bad multiplayer, you tend to get a good campaign, and that's what we got in terms of the the footage we see there. I mean, COD's kind of been eaten alive by Warzone, but the single player campaign looks interesting to me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I I've been intrigued about um, the last Call of Duty. Um, well, actually, no, it's not even the last one at this point, but Modern Warfare's campaign for a while because it looked quite gritty and I've been waiting to play it, but it just never seems to go down in price. I think it's because they printed so few copies. Um, so I'm, I'm still waiting on that one. But the, the last one I actually played through was Call of Duty World War Two, And it wasn't the best Call of Duty campaign, but it certainly wasn't the worst. It was, it was enjoyable. But this this looks a lot better. I like the way they're approaching it. It, it almost gives me vibes of the, the vignettes from the Battlefield games. 
you know, kind of character-focused mini-campaigns. And that was a real breath of fresh air. It was a great approach to kind of a first-person shooter campaign. So that this really caught my eye. And, I mean, I, I love World War II, and I'm fascinated with kind of the, the characters and think that that uh, had their part in the war. So that this could be right up my alley. So I'll, I'll be certainly keeping an eye on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love world. I love the World War Two game. I mean, world at War is probably my favorite one. The World War Two campaign, World War Two, the game wasn't too too good overall, but the campaign was really good. Um, moving on to Halo Infinite, I mean, this is probably one we'll stick with longest. But yeah, it's uh, we got the release date. It's the eighth of December, and um, but we also have the news it's shipping with. The campaign and multiplayer, but but it's not shipping with co-op campaign, and it's not shipping with. Is it Forge mode? I think is the other one that's not miss, uh, missing at launch. Which, I think so. Yeah, I uh, Forge mode get whatever for me. Um, I mean, I'd play it when it comes when it gets there, but no co-op campaign on a Halo game. That saddens me because I uh, playing with your mates is most of the experience on a Halo campaign for me nowadays. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, my I had a lot of fun with, with multiplayer over the years, but some of my fondest memories are, are sitting down for some couch co-op. I remember when my friends and I uh, did four-player co-op for Halo 3, and it was it was nuts, but like, it was a lot of fun in the end. So that, that, that was a real kick in the teeth for me, because I, I was getting excited about Halo. I mean, the people were quite positive on the tech demonstration, and I think a lot of people who who were doubting it were were starting to get on board, and then they dropped this this news a few days later that it was going to be without parts of the game, and it's just it almost feels like they, in reality they shouldn't be releasing this game till possibly the the spring, but I think they're just desperate to to get something exclusive on Xbox at this point. Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, that's what's missed from Xbox's first um, first calendar year. Um, we've now got Forza and Halo. It, it got it got good reviews in in the multiplayer beta, to be fair. But I don't think you can screw up Halo multiplayer too badly. I mean, four and five didn't grab me like the Bungie ones, but that might be just being old and cranky nowadays. Um, but yeah, I look forward to the multiplayer, and I'll play the campaign, but. I don't think I'll fu- I'll appreciate that to its fullest till I play it with my mates. That's probably how I'll look at that. Um, Cult of the Lamb from Massive Monster and Devolver Digital. It, it this looks crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a crazy little trailer, and I mean you wouldn't expect anything less from a, a game that involves Devolver Digital. I mean, it, there's always a lot of a lot of crazy and a lot of blood and guts, and it's exactly what this this trailer uh, delivered. Um, I mean, I'm always kind of, I think I, I like what, you know, I know Devolver Digital are just a publisher at the end of the day, but I think they have an eye for a game, and that's why they're they're so successful. So whenever I see a project that they're publishing. I tend to kind of keep an eye on it and and see if it's something that that will be for me long term. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the uh, roguelike game. <laughs> Me playing um, 
me playing Hades has just kind of <laughs> put me in the mood for that. But yeah, I'll I'll make keep an eye on this one. Midnight Fight Express. This is the one made by One Bloke, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they. I mean, Jeff was was quite uh, hyped on this one. I mean, and uh, obviously. He, he has a lot of faith in it, given that he decided to include it in, in the showcase. Um, I think it was also in the, the sizzle reel during the Xbox showcase because it is going to be Game Pass. So mm. I, I think by default, that means you and I are likely to to check it out because it's there and it's available. Um, I mean, it, it looks like a fun little brawler. Um, yeah. You know, it... it it looks, you know, there's there's not a lot to it, but given that it's developed by one person, that's that's understandable. Um, but it it certainly looks like it's it'll be worth giving it a a look. Yeah, probably a couple we can maybe not skip over, but talk about quickly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Shredder's Mutant Revenge. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be on that one. As I <laughs> said on the front end of the show, I've been playing River City Girls with my girlfriend lately. Uh, she seems to be quite enjoying beat em ups. So I've been thinking of maybe something we can play afterwards. And, you know, by all accounts, you know, the previews on this one are good. Pe- people who have um, played it uh, seem positive on it. So, um, and I love the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, I grew up on them and and those old beat 'em up games back in the day on the Super Nintendo, and that um, were right up my alley. So it's been a while since we got a good Turtles game, so it's about time. So I'll, I'll be certainly jumping on this one. Yeah, Demon Slayer: The Hinokami Chronicles. I do not remember this for some reason, and I watched it like an hour ago. It's it, it was a very short trailer. They didn't really talk about it. Um, it it's a, it's based on an anime. It's, it's a great anime. I'm not sure that the game would be for me. I'm I'm not big on the developer, uh, CyberConnect2. They were originally supposed to develop Final Fantasy VII Remake, and thank God they were taken off it. Hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of there's some good anime adaptations of video games. But a lot of anime games are just rinse and repeat mm. mindless games. And it's such a shame because they take properties that offer, you know, a great story and they just do nothing with it. So, um, I mean, this one looks pretty, but I, I just would, would have my reservations, um, given, as I said, the developer and, uh, the history of anime adaptations. <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. It's Super Monkey Ball to party game. There's not really much to talk about that. People will enjoy it if they play it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I used to have a lot of fun with Super Monkey Ball with my mates back in the GameCube days. So, if this, it's been a what the series has been a bit poor of late, but hopefully this is a return to form. Yeah, Split Gate. We kind of talked about Halo, but not Halo. Uh, Riders Republic. It's a game about biking and hang gliding and stuff like wind jetpacks jetpacks and all sorts sorts. yeah it's basically that steep game but not cold (laughs) um so yeah just whatever century age of ashes again my mind's going blank for some reason mine is too i'm gonna just one a quick google (laughs) to google 
Oh, it was uh, the dragon. Uh, it was, oh, um, was this? It was Flannery. PC only, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of was on that. Flannery dragon. Uh, remind you of um, what's that? Um, Sega Saturn game. Um, I'm blanking on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, P- uh, Panzer Dr- Dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it reminds you of Panzer Dragon. It seemed very much like a spiritual successor to that, um, was the vibe I got. So, um, again, it was another one kind of like Demon Slayer where it wasn't really, it was more, almost felt like an advert for the game, uh, rather than a, a pure trailer. So I suppose in that sense, it was kind of forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of forgettable, UFL, which is a football game, is, is, this isn't Pez, is it? No, 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 it's it's. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think the studio, their new studio, they're from Belarus, I believe. Uh, a friend of mine actually sent this, the trailer for this, on to me before I actually uh, got to watch the showcase. Um, I mean, it, it's it's bold to try and take on FIFA, and it's an interesting approach with the free to play model. But I just. I just don't have high hopes for this. Mm-hmm. I don't have high expectations. I mean, Pez was the king once upon a time. They got lazy. FIFA caught up on them, surpassed them. And now Pez is trying to go to this semi kind of free to play model. It, it just doesn't work. I mean, I think Pez are eFootball, I believe it's called so, nowadays. Uh, yeah. Just about clinging in there, but it's it's. I don't think it's long for this world, and I don't think this game will be long for this world either. I mean, what did you think? <sighs> yeah, it just didn't look. I mean, I was barely paying attention as soon as I saw it was a football game. <laughs> so that's probably how I summed that up. It it didn't look the best, but <sighs> I'm not even impressed by FIFA nowadays. And you look at the quality of people that look like that, you just know it'll be kind of repetitive. So. Maybe it's just growing out of sports games, but yeah, it, it didn't it didn't grab me. But one that has been doing the rounds for for a while, um, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I mean, who hasn't enjoyed a Lego game in in all these years? And and this looks like I don't know. It just looks like the full the full development of Lego games, where it's funny. It's it's childish, but it's also nostalgic for people our age as well. I mean, I probably wouldn't pay for it, but I'd love to play this game. Yeah, I mean, I'd be the same. I mean, I'm not a one who picks up every Lego game. I, I know people who, who do. Like, some people are massive on these games, and they, they're, they're absolutely biting at the bait to get their hands on this one. Um, I've kind of played the odd one over the years, and... But they are enjoyable. They give you a laugh. It's kind of uh, fun co-op. Um, kind of can be a little just a game you can kind of switch off and and play. And sometimes we need that kind of game. And I mean, this project's very ambitious in that it's it's taken on all nine movies in the one title, which you know usually they're a little more focused. We can see maybe why it's it's taken so long for it to come out. Um, I mean it. It looks it looks good, and uh, I've listened to, to kind of games journalists and that 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 have um, played it, and they're they're quite positive on it, and say it's in a way it's kind of an evolution for the the Lego games. So, 
I'd be interested in, in seeing this one. And as I said, I have been um, playing co-op with my girlfriend late. She's not a gamer. She's just trying to get into it. Mm. She played a few games when she was younger. So I, I think Lego games kind of tick the box for, for someone like that. Um, so it, And I know she likes kind of Star Wars and things like that. So I've been kind of hemming and hawing on maybe this is one we might try out together. So I'll be keeping an eye on it when it launches early next year. Yeah, yeah. If it if it's ever on sale and I just know it's on the Xbox Store, I'll I'll uh, I'll pick it up uh, unless it gets terrible reviews. Um, but we may have to hurry through a few. Um, Synced off planet. I, I think I skipped through this because I was trying to hurry through because we. I think we were meant to start this podcast a bit earlier, weren't we? But I should have just watched it all. But Synced off planet. You remember this one? Yeah, it's a sci-fi game. Um, to be honest, it, it really didn't. It wasn't much yeah. of an eye catcher, to be honest. Outlast trials, it's Outlast multiplayer. Yeah, if it's that your if that's your bag, maybe one of the last ones we focus on. I we're gonna go with Dorky Five or Dorky V. We I can't remember how it was actually said in the show. Th- this game looks fucking weird, <laughs> but also impressive. But also, at the same time, if I played this game, I would be put on a register somewhere in the police. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it very much looks like one aimed at kids. But as you said, it was really visually impressive. And I could see this taken off with kids mastery. I mean, we've seen it in the past with games like Roblox and such. And this looks like next level of that kind of thing. So I'll be really interested in seeing, you know, when this one gets a proper launch how it does among that audience because I, I think this has the potential to be a big hit yeah it looks like i mean but roblox um maybe minecraft to a certain degree uh, degree but i think that's <laughs> having adults can play that <laughs> um innocently um to, to christ who wants to talk about far cry 6 now jurassic park i love that game but not worth talking about Vampire the Masquerade has been about 18 years, hasn't it? I swear we've talked about this about 10 different podcasts. Well, there's two titles um, in the franchise in development right now. There's Vampire the Masquerade 2, which was the one that was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive and wasn't looking too good, and they sacked half the studio and then moved the product to another studio, and God knows when we'll get that game. The other one is this, which is Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is like a Battle Royale, I think, type Uh, game with vampires. So um, it's a bizarre concept. (laughs) We'll see how uh, how it comes out. Um, it's it's a strange approach for the the Vampire mm. the Masquerade franchise, that's for sure. Park Beyond is that, that's Roller Coaster Tycoon, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think people have been crying out for a Roller Coaster Tycoon for for a while. I mean, Theme Park's been dead for a long time. Roller Coaster Tycoon tried to move to mo- to mobile, didn't go so well. So I I think people will be on this. We've seen what. Uh, Two Point Hospital has done as as far as offering a spiritual successor to Team Hospital. So um, I think there's definitely an audience for this one if they do it well. Yeah. Uh, Jet the Far Shore, this is PlayStation exclusive, isn't it? Or yeah. Console, actually. I think you said it was on Epic as well. 
Yeah, I mean, the developers, Super Brothers, have quite a reputation. They've, they've only done a couple of games, but they, they've been kind of indie darlings. But this just never really does it for me. <laughs> I've seen this game so many times. Mm. I don't know if I'm just seeing something different to what other people are seeing. Yeah. Um, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, uh, what did, did they confirm the delay? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's coming out on the 18th of February now, which means as we had long suspected, yeah. it's been delayed into 2022, <laughs> which is a bit of a blow for PlayStation, uh, given they, they don't really have much else coming this year. You've had Ratchet uh, and Clank and Returnal, to be fair. True. And, the, and there is obviously, um, the game from Bethesda. Um, that I'm blanking on. The... Oh God! Um... Assassin thingy. The um, Death Loop. That's the one. We're good with that. we're good with names today. So yeah, so Death, yeah, yeah. A lot of brain freeze. Yeah, Death Loop obviously is coming later this year, and that that's a, a timed exclusive, but. You know, it did seem that, that Horizon Forbidden West was going to be the first big PS5 exclusive, yeah. but now it's 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 delayed into to next year. You did get um, 60 frames on the first one, didn't we? Yeah, there, yeah. there's a patch, patch yeah, launch yeah. For, for Horizon Zero Dawn, 60 frames. If I hadn't completed that game six months ago, I'd, I'd be tempted to play mm-hmm. it with the, the patch, because I'd say that that will make the game a lot better so if you're someone out there who hasn't played it yet I, I think now is certainly the time to get on it but look sure you know delays are never fun and as you joked front end of the show a lot of games now seem to be coming in 2022 maybe COVID has, has had that effect but you know really our attitude towards delays is delay a game as much as you need to you know we, we want the game to be right when it comes out we don't want more cyberpunks so I'm sure Gorilla you know they're a great studio they're they're gonna make this game great and when it comes out in february i'm sure we're gonna get a a critical hit yeah exactly what is the next one you want to talk about because from the next one's an mmo that's been around ages a phone game and tales of arise again i feel like we've talked about this for about a year yeah i mean i'm on tales of arise and, and i'd argue that that was maybe the highlight of the... It wasn't even, like, showing off the game. It was Lindsay Sterling doing a musical performance. Mm. And she, she's always great to watch. I mean, she she plays the violin like nobody else can. Um, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're, it was a bit of a weird end. I mean, you, you had, like, um, Core Ober Hasley, which is, like, a seems to be some sort of online world where people can create their own games. Uh, this was... This was a, a game, an offering from Deadmau5, as I always used to call him, Deadmau5, but the man himself told me I was wrong, so nah, who he, knows? He's, the, he's incorrect. <laughs> the, the, the um, so uh, I never heard of Core, so I was quite intrigued to check that out. Um, then there, there, there was a lot of weird, like there was a World of Tanks music video. It was bizarre. <laughs> Uh, we we got some Genshin Impact uh, content. Obviously, it's it's big, but we don't really need to see more of it. Um, and then Sifu, which looked pretty cool 
from slow cap got a release day finally 22nd of february so mm. i know a lot of people are looking forward to that one and then they finished out with an extended look at death stranding director's cut even though we already kind of had a extended look at that at e3 i don't think people really needed to see that i think that was a strange choice for kind of the the show closer he is uh, friends with kojima isn't he i think that's probably why <laughs> <laughs> that's true and that that's he wants to to keep his his mate kojima on side i guess but yeah i mean it was all in all there was some good games there but there was i i don't know that at times the pacing seemed a bit off to me. I mean, it it wasn't... I think maybe just E3 set the the bar, you know, kind of the summer games yeah. even was obviously, was, which was from Jeff as well, was a better showing for me. It just, yeah, I, I just like think maybe that it was difficult for Gamescom yeah. to come so quickly after E3. Yeah, Gamescom never seems to... I don't know, maybe because it's usually in Europe and... Maybe it's for more the people at Gamescom. It's doesn't really have the E three big pop reputation, does it? So, yeah. No, it's it's always kind of just the the handful of things they maybe just keep aside for Gamescom to to satisfy people, or maybe a couple of things that aren't quite ready in time for E three and just want to get that extra six weeks in the bag before they yeah. show themselves, but. Mostly, it's it's scraps when you compare it to E3, and I think that showed in in especially in the Xbox showcase, but a, a, a little bit in in opening night live as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before we quick finish quickly, I mean, awesome indies. You you told me to look out for Roots of Patcher, which is the Stardew Valley game, which seems to be as soon as there's an indie showcase, you just find me games that look like Stardew Valley, and that. That works for me, Carl. But anything that caught your eye? Um, there was there was a couple of games. Um, the conscript. It's sort of like a, a World War. I think it was World War Two based kind of survival horror top down game with with. Uh, I think it's from just one developer, Jordan Mochi. Mm. Um, it's quite intriguing. Um, serial cleaners, which is where you you play the role of um a person who basically kills cleans up after serial killers. Lovely. You have to kind of go into buildings and clean up and get rid of bodies and avoid the police who eventually show up and then drive off in your car <laughs> filled with uh cadavers. So um, it's it's a unique a- approach for a game. Not every day you 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 play the cleanup crew. And the other one that would have stood out to me was Arcadia and Atlas. Um, for a moment, I got confused. I forgot I was watching an, an awesome indie showcase and thought maybe I was watching a Square Enix showcase because this looks as 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 possible as it could be to being a Final Fantasy Tactics game. I mean, this game wears its inspiration on its sleeve because, I, I, as I said, I really thought I was looking at Final Fantasy Tactics. And I'm a big Final Fantasy Tactics fan, so I'll be definitely checking this one out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I may, I may check this out later on just to see if anything else caught my eye, but... Uh... That's it from that's it for uh, Gamescom and that's it for us, Carl. Mate. We'll hopefully have some news to talk about 
soonish. Um, but I mean, the way this year's going, possibly not. But maybe we'll think of a topic and come back. Let's not overpromise, but hopefully soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Probably one of our shorter shows, but that's how games come went. But thank you and goodbye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.